Hello, hello, this is Tracy Harrell, and welcome to Bigger Than Me. Each week, we focus on how to achieve your definition of success and happiness. On Bigger Than Me, we bring together a combination of ageless wisdom, the latest research, and engaging interviews with amazing people who are sharing their stories to help each of us achieve our full potential. Your journey to transformation begins right now. Let's do this. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is Tracy Harrell and it really is so much bigger than me. What, what I think you're seeing right now is a, an image of a book that we are launching called Ignite Happiness. And I say we because on with me today, I have two amazing authors who are co-authors for a book called Ignite Happiness. And, you know, part of what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about strategies to create happiness in your life, but not just to create happiness, to create success, the type of success you've only dreamed about. And, and I know it sounds odd, um, but I can't disconnect happiness with success. And I think you'll, you'll hear from these two ladies as well uh, why those two things are connected, how they're connected, and really strategies on what you can do, research-based strategies. We're not just crazy ladies who happen to be sitting in the garden, by the way. These are, these are one of my babies. Uh, oh, and I moved this one. I don't know. Let me angle this up a little bit. Uh, can you see my daisies right above my head? <laughs> they're like six feet tall. Look at this. <laughs> I had to move them around to get to get this whole thing set up for you. Part of the reason I set this up for you is because it's so important that we think about how to ignite happiness in our lives. I'm going to start with Miss Tracy. Uh, if you can introduce yourself, I'm going to step away for a second. I'm going to have you introduce yourself and and then we're going to go right to Sarah. The question is, who are you? And what makes you happy? What strategies do you use to create happiness and success in your life? Miss Tracy? Thank you very much, Tracy. Lovely to be here with you all. Uh, my name is Tracy Stone. I am an advanced rapid transformational therapist. I'm an advanced level hypnotherapist. I'm also a lean and six sigma sensei. Um, I'm a coach. I am a thousand different things. And that's, I think, one of the things that makes me so happy that I get to fulfill a lot of different areas of my life by being involved in a number of different things. Uh, where am I right now? I am in Ireland. I am uh, sitting here in my parents' lovely home. Uh, being here gives me a huge amount of pleasure because I'm able to help out and be of some use to them while they're going through some difficult times. So that also makes me incredibly happy. Um, what other strategies? I think we have a lot more to come about that. But some of the strategies that I have for making me happy are not only being around family, but surrounding myself with positive people, with people who are um, interesting to listen to, people that have interesting things to share. Uh, being around, I'm spending a huge amount of time with my sister here. And that is just such a blessing that we're getting all of this dedicated time together that's making me incredibly happy. Um, and there's so many other things. But Sarah, over to you. <laughs> I love that. Thank you, Tracy. So just so you guys know, so Tracy, you said you're where? Where are you located? 
I'm in Ireland right now. I am what's, in the Midlands of Ireland in a little town called Port Leash. Like? And what's the weather like there? The weather, uh, well, it's it's quarter past 10 at night for us here. And the weather is probably about 12 degrees at the moment. 12 degrees Fahrenheit. 12, uh, centigrade. Okay, uh, do the do the translation for me, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> not hey, very warm. It's not, not very warm. warm. Yeah, this this is cardigan weather, frost. girl. Yeah. Cardigan weather. Well, no frost outside. for me. No frost. So Nathan, what did you say the weather is going to be? Oh, 53 degrees. What did you say the weather's going to be here in Seattle in the middle of the day? We'll be about me? the mid 90s here in Seattle, and some areas even touching 100. Wow. So for you. <laughs> I'm sitting in my garden. I had to go get some some preparations, some more water, re, 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 you know, re, re, uh, fill my supply of water here. But this makes me happy, and that's really part of what this conversation is about. And I'm not always going to have these things blooming. They bloom for a few weeks throughout the year, and they come back every year, and they bring me joy. So we are talking happiness. We're going to talk more about strategies. Our next guest is also an author who is... Thank you. The fan is making a lot of noise, he said. Thank you for that. Uh, I'll try to move that in a second. Sarah, if you could introduce yourself, tell us where you are, and also clarify what strategies, high level, we're going to go deeper into this, of course, but what strategies do you use to create happiness in your life? Hi, Tracy. So thank you so much. It's lovely to be here. And yes, yeah, so my name is Sarah. I am actually British, but I am presently in New Zealand. So we had frost. <laughs> the um, contrast of the heat that you have, Tracy, we had frost this morning. So again, it's pretty chilly out here. So I'm a mother of two gorgeous girls who are six and seven years old. I've done lots of different career plans um, but for the last few years we have actually been traveling a little bit with our kids visiting different places uh, we recently sold a business so we're a bit in transition at the moment i myself have started delving into personal development a few years ago and i have found that looking towards um, books courses, people who have studied the brain and who understand how we can really have practical strategies and apply those in our lives. And, you know, listening to stories of people who have personally transformed and taking their ideas and then applying them into my life, I have found has been a, an amazing journey um, and one which I'm still on, you know, every day, there's so much more we can learn. Um, so to me, looking to others has been a great inspiration um, to apply those in my life and work on what makes me happy um, so that in turn I can make others around me happy as well. So how important is that concept of you making yourself happy, you choosing joy for yourself in order to help others to be happy? How important is that? And I know you you made that comment, Sarah. Tracy, I know you only have a half hour with us, so I'm gonna I'm actually gonna start with you. Can you clarify what why is that so important? Why is the personal journey more important than the trying to fix everyone else first? It's so important, uh, Tracy. It's if you can't be happy within yourself, then how are you ever going to find happiness? You have to become accountable for your own life, become accountable for your own journey. And when we 
give away our accountability for that when we depend on other people for our happiness or for our security or for any of these other um, aspects that should be internal we're giving away something that we really shouldn't and we're giving away our ability to maintain our own balance our own happiness and of course we run the risk when we depend on others for our happiness we run the risk that if they should leave us whether they are friends or partners or or even our children our children do leave home at some stage right they go off and they make their own lives and when we give all of the power to somebody else whoever it is for our happiness they take that with them when they go so it doesn't mean that we shouldn't get happiness from from our beautiful children from our amazing partners from our families and our friends but it's so critical to be responsible for things that should be found inside happiness love connection we need to be responsible for those ourselves mm, i love that so you know you know nate i don't know if you nathan if you're still if you're showing like all of us with this book in place um not quite sure uh but the book let's talk real quick everyone plus the book yay um this book is called ignite happiness it's beautiful right we are launching, publishing this book on August 28th of 2020. And I just wanted to take a moment to ask each of you to share, first we're gonna share from our book, like what, what action steps, because what's really exciting about our book, Ignite Happiness, there's 37 beautiful women, men, individuals, who have written their stories in Ignite Happiness. And we're telling our truths, right? And we're also providing these action steps. So I'm gonna start with you, Miss Sarah. Can you clarify for us, um, what were your action steps in this story? What was your summary of your story? And then what were the action steps in Ignite Happiness? Well, um my story was about an opportunity that we had to travel from London on a very small boat with our two children across the English Channel down through France towards Paris with no toilet, no shelter, no cabins. And I, as you can imagine, had a lot of concerns as a mother, had a lot of stresses of what might go wrong. But we took this decision that was a lifetime opportunity and said, we have to do this. And it was such an incredible journey because I had all these worries. And yet what happened is none of these worries actually came true, you know, and it could have so easily, I could have said no to this opportunity. Um, fortunately, I've got a very laid back, um, positive, supportive husband who encouraged us to go. Um, but definitely this trip was so eye-opening for me because it actually had shown me how I'd got so in my routine of doing the same things. I hadn't stepped out of my comfort zone in such a long time and having these challenging and, and like you said that that sense of accomplishment and success of achieving something actually was so uplifting you know and, and I realized when we were on this small boat that that doesn't mean you need to be 
are surrounded by lots of material things. My children were so happy every day, just playing with a few lines that we had on board, watching where we were going, making up games and inventing things with the tools they could find around. And I just watched them laugh and have so much fun. And it made me realize, you know, we all need to bring that child back inside of us and grab the moment take seize that opportunity when when something goes past and say yes so we can have that sense of accomplishment and have those dreams and so also my action steps were linked with you know accomplishing those dreams uh, and saying yes to opportunity for me I've traveled a lot with my children and I think a lot of people have these dreams of of going to a particular destination or something that they've always dreamt of and and my action steps to say start to put that into practice you know don't just keep dreaming forever about doing something that it's it's time to start what can I do how can I do this and to make forward because there is that sense of happiness in success for sure I love that. I love that. Not only happiness and success, but happiness in the moving forward. Would you yes, agree with that? Absolutely. Even before the trip mm. to place. Like there's my, my, this is a compilation book. My solo book is called Loving the Journey and Living the Dream. And part of those principles are loving every positive step that you take toward your dream, celebrating that. There's like positive psychology in celebrating every step in the right direction. Your head is nodding. What do you got to say about that? <laughs> Yes, absolutely. You know, like to me on that little boat, you know, every single day was just something exciting. The, it was just the journey. You're so right. It was about that whole journey and the tiny things that happened each day um, that made it so amazing. I love this. We're going to come back to more of your story. I love you talking about putting it into practice. You know, don't dream forever. You know, I love that. I love, love, love it. We're going to come back to the details because what's interesting is we have 37 different stories in this Ignite Happiness book, but there's all these beautiful golden threads that just come up, right? That have just materialized. So Miss Tracy Stone, my 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 lovely namesake, my <laughs> wonderful, wonderful uh, RTT therapist. We'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, but tell us about your story in Ignite Happiness. What was your story? A little brief summary. And then what were your action steps? What did you recommend for others as a result of your story? Sure. Thanks, Tracy. So really what I was getting across in my story is, guess what? You can't have it all. It's it's a, a fallacy where people talk about that you can have everything. And we're all led down this path of must do more, must do more, must do more, because you have to have it all. But my story is about you can't have it all, but you can have what you want. And it's about how to get to that, how I got to that. And this, the title of the story itself is Childhood Over, Holding Myself oh. Accountable for My Own Choices. And it was really me stepping through into adulthood at a, at a late age of <laughs> realizing that, you know what, I'm an adult now. I am accountable for my choices. You've got to find where your choices are in life. And it's only children that are not accountable for their choices because they are told what to do. They follow what's given to them. And when we awaken from that into adulthood and take accountability for our own choices, 
everything changes. Mm. My story is all about stepping into choice and realizing, guess what? Childhood is over. Childhood over. Wow. That that's intense. I like it. At first I thought you meant childhood like do over. You're like childhood nope. over. No, it's done. You know, and it's a blessing when that happens, when you realize it. I hear so many people talking about no, we want to stay young. Of course we want to stay young, but why would you want to be a child again? Think about what it was like when you were a child. You had to do what you were told. You had to go where you were told, be what you were told. Uh, all these rules and regulations are on you, telling you what to do, how to do it. But when you're an adult, when you step into adulthood properly, you become accountable for your own decisions. You no longer have somebody telling you what to do, where to be, how to do it. And it's the, the hugest blessing to realize I am the master of my own destiny. Mm, I love that. Sarah, you, you made a choice as well. So we're going we're gonna to talk about a few recurring themes. <laughs> I think choice is one of them. I'll tell you a little bit about my story from the book. So my story from the book was, um, it's called, you know, tapping into the, the power and joy of your bigger than me moments. And I define a bigger than me moment as, you know, when, when you get to pause and recognize that no matter what's happening, happening around you, there's a choice. <laughs> you see that recurring theme? <laughs> Right. We have a choice. We can still choose to be happy. And, and, and the how for me in, in choosing joy was really, you know, it's really about tapping into your core values. For me, I knew what my core values were. And I tell a story from when I was a young girl, um, you know, and how I tapped into my core values of justice and progress. And, and then I fast forward 35 years later when I had a similar uh, encounter. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, and I got to tell you, what a joy in the triumph. And it didn't end well. It didn't, it didn't know. I mean, things don't always end well, right? But you can still find joy when things don't end the way you might have hoped for them to end, right? The joy is in the doing. The joy is in the being. The joy is in it. The happiness is really, you know, I, I say it is a choice, but it's really there for the taking, you don't have to choose it. Happiness has already chosen us. It's there for the taking. Ladies, would you agree with that? It's, it's, it's available for all of us. Yes, I, I, I love the way you talked about taking that pause. And I think that's something that I've learned to do, that in that moment, that maybe the way someone talks to you, you can stop and think, how am I going to react? How am I going to frame this? How am I going to see this? And, and once you realize that, that we have the power to frame something as a happy thought, a positive thought, or a negative one, and it is so empowering. It's not always easy, but it is a possible choice we have. Mm, I love that. Tracy, what are your thoughts about this concept of pausing? I love, love taking a pause because it gives you the freedom to be able to think something through, but also very much dearly love the idea that what you want is available. And actually, it's one of the core issues. There are three common problems that we all suffer from. And pretty much everything emotionally that we suffer from comes down to one or a mix of these three things. 
And one of them is that I'm not enough. There's something about me that is not good enough. Whether it's that I'm not pretty enough, I'm not tall enough, I'm not slim enough, I'm not rich enough, not smart enough, but there's something about me that's not enough. Another one is what I want is not available to me. And that comes back to what you were just saying, that this is available to you, but you've got to realize it. Everything that we want is available to us. We've just got to figure out the journey to get to it. So it's one of the three core things um, that are, are really big emotional issues for us. I love it. We just had a wonderful pop-in. Miss Stacy. how are you? Stacy? Oh, sorry. I was going to be here on time and then um, had a very a little emergency occur. But as with all things, you just show up when you can. I'm like, do it. Exactly. And you knew we would love you up when you came in, right? You I was like, if they don't want me, they won't let me in. So I'll just see what happens. But you, but there was never a question in your mind, was there really? No. no. Exactly. There was never a question. You know, I like to say this show is intentional but organic. And what's really interesting, the more I just let go and let God, the more I just kind of turn it over to a higher power. This is clearly what I was meant to do. I probably underprepare now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. I probably underprepared. I'm doing two show, two hours when I barely knew what to do with one. And now I'm doing two hours because I have this 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 racial equity and inclusion initiative. I have four awesome. books launching in the next six months. There's a lot to talk about. There's amazing people I yeah, got to bring right. in to have conversations with. So I'm doing two hours every Sunday, weekly, live. And I have such peace about it. I rolled up in here, barely able, you know, again, I'm sitting outside in my garden, as you can see. I know, my I know. It brings you a lot of joy. I'm aware. It does. It does. I pulled this big, tall sunflower bush over here, Tracy, uh, Stacy. Last time we were here, we were talking about what brings us joy. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a quick recap. The ladies just talked about three things. Choice. And then I heard someone talk about the pause. And I know your story. Um, I'm going to have you introduce yourself again. And I asked the ladies to tell us, tell us a little bit about your story and um, summarize briefly your story. And then what were those Ignite actions that you shared with others from Ignite Happiness? Oh my God, totally putting me on the, on the spot. I was not uh, expecting that. Okay, so let me think. Just in general, just, just, just like- Well, the, I know the, my the, name the is Stacy. I'm there, I'm <laughs> good. I'm, okay, I got one, check, Stacy Yates Seller. I, yes. I started yes. happier by the minute uh, to break down the research and the rigor of positive psychology and conscious parenting down into bite-sized morsels for busy moms. Um, I have a lot of focus on ADHD kids because I have one and I have, uh, you know, once you go through the trenches you and come out alive, then you have some advice. Um, what was the other question? Choice? So, no, so, my so, action so, steps. So actually, so yeah, t tell us about your story first. We, we actually did, so we, we are both, we're all launching a book on mm -hmm. August 28th uh, called Ignite Happiness, Ignite Happiness. And we're so excited. So I'm asking each lady to tell us a little bit about your story and then what were the action uh, items that came, the action steps that you shared with others from your story? So my story is um, about a search my entire life for, you know, what is true happiness. Um, I have suffered with really severe anxiety my entire life from being trapped in a haunted house when I was little. Um, and then the floor fell out um, purposely. But it, when you're in a heightened state of anxiety, that's not fun. Um, and really, really locked into me. Um, and I was about maybe nine or 10. And so just had really, really debilitating anxiety my whole life. And 
And then there were on top of that, all these stories about happiness, the stories in my family um, that were, you know, that, that other people's happiness is more important than your own, right? That you, mm. you sacrifice, especially as a mom, you're going to give up everything. The last thing, you know, it's, it's the happiness is about appearances. You know, we can always buy our way out of unhappiness and well, if we're not unhappy, at least we're going to look happy. Um, and so it was really a lot, uh, then the journey through really understanding how each of those stories started to unravel for me. Um, and my action steps, the very first one is really the only, it is really the key that unlocks um, the biggest change in anybody's life is as soon as you give up enjoying being a victim as soon. And, and it sounds, it sounds really harsh, um, especially for people who've been through horrible things and they say, Oh, you have no idea what I'm a victim of. But as long as you keep giving the power to somebody else, um, as the perpetrator, as the bully, as the bad person, as the person that ruined you or ruined your life, you will continue, you'll, you'll never take control of the wheel and you'll be the victim. And um, I'm a total wacky person, so I have a psychic coach. Uh, and she was, you know, saying, you know, look, you keep enjoying being a victim. You know, you're a little bit of a drama queen. I love drama. I, I graduated with my degree in fine arts. Like I always wanted to be an actress. And I was like, me, I'm a drama queen. No, how dare you say that? You know, no, no, no. I'm not a victim. It's my dad's fault. Cause he's a victim. It's my mom's fault. Cause she's a victim. That is why I'm this way. But then I was like, what? I mean, that was like two by four. Um, <laughs> um, and, uh, and I was like, wow, that really, so as soon as you give up that story and, um, you know, whose stories am I living, whose beliefs am I believing and what, who, if there's any sentence that starts with, because blank, you're still in the victim mode. And then as soon as you get out of that, you get to take control of your own happiness. I love that. So, so we don't have JB Owen with us today. JB Owen is the, um, how would you describe JB? You've known her longer than all of us. Well, she is an entrepreneur, a publisher, a mentor, a um, fairy godmother. Um, uh, I have once even called her Tinkerbell, you know, that she just has her magic. So, she does. Um, she does. but she's, she's definitely a serial entrepreneur um, and, and becoming a publisher of these Ignite books is, is um, just sparked as an idea when we were talking about people's stories and how powerful they are when they're said out loud and then when they're heard by both the speaker and the receiver and uh, it turned into she published 12 books in 12 months all of them bestsellers which is really amazing international bestseller exactly exactly Crazy. over 400 authors um so she's she's just a powerhouse and um and it's 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 definitely fun to be around her and watch her and be play with her. So um, uh, at some point, um, Nathan, we're going to play this little video since we couldn't have JB with us. I told her we play her, her ignite uh, possibilities video somewhere toward the uh, end here. But one of the things I wanted to share is I'm looking at our book 
I'm looking at our book, Ignite Happiness, and I'm, I'm looking through the introduction that uh, JB wrote, and then you uh, also wrote a little something, something mm-hmm. for the book. Tell us about what you wrote, and then oh, I'm going to read don't... a little something, something. Don't... I was like, I don't, I haven't seen it since I wrote it, so don't ask me to repeat it. Uh, so... she's, she asked me to, to write the dedication and then turned it into a happification or something. <laughs> what is it called? <laughs> yes, it's a habigraph. A hapograph, so I don't even know what I wrote, so I didn't know, but um, look, any way or anywhere I can spread, um, you know, some words of wisdom that have to do with increasing happiness, like, I don't, it, give me a street sign, give me, you know, a piece of chalk, I'll do it. I love it. What I, what I love about what you wrote, since you write, it's been a while, you know, you talk about the authors, the fact that there are 37 authors who have shared their stories. They, they've curated happiness from deep wounds and some really painful memories, along with some joyful moments and some exciting experiences. So this, this concept of Ignite Happiness, I love the fact that we're in the middle of you know, a, a pandemic and God knows, I'm not, I don't love the fact that we're in a, in a pandemic, but I love the fact that we're, we're, we're publishing this book in the middle of a pandemic, because the one thing we all need is more happiness. We all need, to ignite happiness in our life, no matter what, you know, and in the pages, you talk about these um, dense summary of valuable tools, tips and techniques, you know, uh, that basically, as well as exercises, right? So it's a very integrated, interactive Mm -hmm. uh, experience, full of just some amazing, amazing content. Um, The one thing I want to ask, go back to Miss Tracy uh, Stone, because I know she only has a few more minutes to be with us. Tracy. If I had to ask you about this RTT, this rapid transformational therapy that you do, and you did it with me, I'm just going to put it out there. She and I did it Monday of last week. I was transformed almost immediately. I would say I was transformed immediately, and then I put it to the test immediately, and I was like, huh. And every day that I repeat, you know, it's crazy. So I don't want to tell it to, you know, give it all away. Tracy Stone, can you tell us why is it, why is it that, this concept of transforming, and we all have the power to transform. Why is that so important? And, and, and what tips can you share either through what you do or kind of the, the self-help version of that to really transform in the middle of a pandemic, transform any situation into happiness and joy? Love it. Thanks, Tracy. So transforming is pivotal. It's, it's critical to achieving anything that you want in your life. Because if you're not transforming, you are staying still. And if you are staying still and everybody else is moving, you're actually going backwards. So we need to transform in order to achieve things. So whether you're looking to achieve exam results as a child, whether you're looking to achieve job success, career success, health success, mental health, physical health, Whatever you want to achieve, you have to transform something to get there. You don't do it. You can't get to the next level of anything by staying still. So transformation is is the ultimate achievement. Okay. So this show is about knowing a thing and then doing a thing. It's about bridging the gap between knowing a thing and actually doing it. I'm I'm about 100 pounds overweight. So I know that how to lose weight, right? I haven't done it. I haven't fully you know, transformed. I feel like right now I'm actually 
more transformed now than I ever have been. It's so exciting. So let's bridge that gap, Miss Tracy Stone, between knowing that transformation is critical and actually transforming. I know you mentioned choices. I don't want to sound repetitive, but in addition to choices, I know we in talked about beliefs as well. Yes. Talk a little bit so, more about that too. In order to make your transformation happen, you first of all got to believe it can happen. Now, when you're doing rapid transformational therapy, you're looking through hypnosis to be able to connect with your subconscious mind and to be able to change your belief systems to make them work better for you, to get rid of the old out of date beliefs that are hurting you, that are holding you back, and to install new belief systems that make everything that you want achievable. Now, that's the RTT piece, the rapid transformational therapy. But if you only do that great work in your subconscious mind, but your conscious mind is building in bad learnings, limiting beliefs, all of those negative words, if that's coming in through your conscious mind all day, every day, then it's going to counteract all the great work that you might do in your subconscious mind in hypnosis. So in a session with me, as Tracy, you will have experienced, it's a long session, but it's jam-packed full of activity. Because what we're doing is, first of all, transforming our belief systems in our conscious mind and then in our subconscious mind. And to do that in the conscious mind first, we do an amazing exercise where we understand the different rules of the mind and how we can totally change our perspective of anything by knowing how to really get our mind to work for us by identifying the limiting language that we're building in and changing it, swapping it out for brilliant language that gives you everything that you want, that makes everything available to you. And that's what changes that. your belief systems in that way. And the ultimate thing to realize about it is that any change that you want to happen in your life, any transformation will come as part of three steps. Step number these, are one. Are these the same three different rules of the mind? These are, there's four rules of the mind. So let, let's, so, let's first, so let's first. Would you like me to go, share those? I, I was just going to say, but first we're going to talk about them one by one, because I know these ladies are going to have something to say about them. So let's talk about the four, because they, they actually apply okay. to everyone. So if we had to think about how do you, this, these shows are about really activating, right? Actually creating happiness, finding the success that you want and knowing these four rules of the mind are critical. So let's talk about the four rules of the mind. Right. So. As a lead into that, the four rules of the mind are absolutely critical. Now, you can break the rules of the mind down to 30 rules, to one rule. There's any number of ways of looking at it, but this simplifies it quite nicely. And once you understand these rules of the mind, you can use them to change your life at any point in any way. So it's critical that you know it because your mind is there trying to do a great job for you. And most people tend to believe that your mind is in control of you. It's actually the other way around. You are in control of your mind. And when you seize that control purposefully by understanding these rules of the mind, by knowing how they work for you, then you can change anything. So rule number one of the mind is that the mind will always do what it thinks you want it to do. The mind will always do what it thinks you want it to do. How does it know what you want? It's listening to everything that you say. Everything that you say, whether you are talking out loud, 
whether you are thinking it quietly up in your head, everything that you say, your mind is listening to it and is accepting it as programming. It is absolute. This is how your mind gets programmed. So your mind is listening to everything you say, and it's there to say yes to everything. So if I'm to say all day, every day, I want a burger, I want ice cream, I want another cookie, I want wine, I want what another bag of chips. My mind is going to say, yes, Tracy, you must go and get that. <laughs> That's your salvation. So my mind is not there to challenge me. It's there to agree with everything that I say. That's the first rule. Now, now let's pause. Ladies, do you understand how powerful that is? Do you have any thoughts about that? How, how huge? Because I know, Sarah, you talked about various things that you've done as well. Um, yes. Funnily enough, I was actually talking to my um, daughters last night, telling them a story that's very much related to this. And I think it might have even been from Marissa Peer, who I heard those words, that your words are so powerful. Use them even if you don't believe them. So I had with these... Um, green powders to put in um, some water that I knew were really healthy but I took the first sip of one and I thought it was absolutely disgusting it was horrible you know and I was like well my and I, and I was like no I'm going to drink it because I know it's meant to be good for you and so I thought you know what I'm going to try that technique I love this drink and so I started saying I love this drink it's so wonderful I love it even though inside I thought it was disgusting <laughs> so I repeated it the second day and I was like I love it I love it while still like you know, hardly managing to get it down. Then about by the fourth day, I was like, you know what, this isn't so bad. But I was just repeating, I love this drink. It's so good for me. A week later, I turned around and I thought, you know what, I actually do love it. And I said to myself, and I was so shocked, I was like, oh my goodness, this worked. It really worked. I couldn't believe how just saying those words had become so powerful that I told myself and now absolutely love them, you know? And it, and it showed me how you really can transform with those magical words. It's so true. Tracy, Stacey, any thoughts about that real quick? Any thoughts about the, the power of words? Totally, 100%, you know, you... Uh, I have been known to go into a root canal and say, I am so excited about this root canal today. And they're like, uh, nobody says that. And I'm like, well, what's the alternative? Then I come in going, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. And then I fell asleep during it. You know what I mean? So, and every time for as long as I can remember, I go to get blood drawn every time I say, you know what, I'm one of those people who have no problem getting my blood drawn. Nope, doesn't bother me at all. And now it really truly doesn't, but then I keep reaffirming it. So, I mean, so that when I get the person who can't find the vein and they're like absolutely freaking me out and like trying to like jabbing me, I don't have any problem. You want to try another arm? You want to try my leg? Whatever. I don't care. I have no problem. <laughs> and it truly, it absolutely works. A hundred percent. I love it. So try it on the small things so that then you can try it on the big things. So Tracy, do you, we call this in the South, we call this an amen corner. When you say something, we're like, amen, sister, keep going. So we have <laughs> we have uh, uh, the, the rules of the mind, number one, is the mind will always do what we think you want it to do, right? The you're, you're the, the mind your mind. Will, yeah, the mind will always do what it thinks you want it to do. What it thinks mm -hmm. you want. And it's listening to everything that you say. And everything that you say is instruction. 
And your mind is a brilliant soldier. It's there to receive instruction and put it into place, not to change the instruction, to receive your instruction. And this is just that wake up moment when we realize the things that I say are incredibly powerful. They're not just things that I'm reacting with and it's not my fault and I can't help it that I'm saying these negative things. Everything I say, my mind is listening to it and accepting it and saying, yes, Tracy, that is your life. It's and not there to change. Because we know, I think we all know that in theory, right? But the way you put it and the way you actually put it into me, you, you got me drinking, again, it's 90 degrees outside, right? I'm in my garden. <laughs> Just to clarify, this is not a fake background. These are my lilies and my daisies. And I'm drinking water. There is, anyone who's known me for 50 years of my life, there is no way I will be drinking water that doesn't have ice in it, ever. <laughs> during our, during, we recorded our, uh, our RTT session. I, I think I got up like four times filling up my bottle of ice water. And then I went and got this container and poured water in and I drank some and it was like, it wasn't cold. And I literally almost like, I hate water. That's not cold. Ew, that's not ice cold. And, and, and one of the things we talked about is, do you really like, like, you know, maybe. And so one of the things that's pro that we're reprogramming in my mind is I like my body, my body craves water. And I really do. This water is barely lukewarm. I mean, it's it's definitely not the way the temperature I would have liked normally. And now I'm just gulping it down. No ice required. No because ice required. You are giving yourself control by doing that, instead it's of being beautiful. controlled by thinking I've got to be a limiting certain way. beliefs. Right. Mm-hmm. So it works, rule people. number it two. Thank you. Let's go. Rule number two. (laughs) Rule number two. So the second rule of the mind is that the mind loves the familiar. The mind is very much drawn to the familiar and it hates the unfamiliar. So whatever it is, whether you're a smoker, the mind loves the smoking because it's familiar. If you are a drinker, your mind loves it because it's familiar. If you go to sleep, if you go to bed every night at 10 p.m., Your mind loves it because it's familiar. The mind doesn't care whether the things are good or bad. It just loves things that are familiar, things that are tried and tested. And that's why it's very hard to break habits because they're so familiar, your mind fights for the familiar. The reason it does that is that the ultimate objective of your mind is to keep you alive. And your mind will say when you're in any tricky situation, it'll say, hey, so what have we always done up until now? We've always had a cigarette. So go and have a cigarette because you're in a stressful situation. Stress can kill. I want you to no longer be stressed. So I'm encouraging you to take that cigarette. The mind will do that, realizing that the cigarette is not good, but it'll say we don't know if not smoking right now is actually going to kill you. In actual effect, you know, smoking will kill you. So it's irrelevant as to whether the thing is good or bad. Mm. But the important thing is, is that the mind loves what's familiar. But you can change into a new familiar. You can easily persist in sending the right messages, telling your mind what it is that you really want and persisting with that. And when you do, your mind then moves into a new familiar. Love that. So we only have a few minutes left in this hour. Tracy, if you can't join us in the next hour, I'm going to have you quickly tell us about um, rule number three. 
Rule number three is that your mind loves what you get pleasure from. Your mind is absolutely drawn to whatever you connect pleasure with. And the mind will push you away from anything that you link pain with. So, for example, if I'm linking pain with having to get up off of the sofa, get away from Netflix and go to the gym, my mind will say, hey, don't do it. If I'm linking pain with it, my mind is going to say, stop, don't go there. If I'm linking pain with it, like a lot of people are looking to find love in their lives. But actually, they hate going out. They hate socializing. They're linking pain with the rejection. They're linking pain with having to meet people, the stress of the situation of meeting people. So the mind says, hey, no, turn on Netflix. Chill out, crack open a bottle of wine, crack open a Diet Coke, whatever your pleasure is. So whatever you link pain with, the mind will stop you from doing it. So the trick here is to begin to link pleasure with the things that you actually want to do. So that's the third rule. And then the fourth rule of the mind is that the mind is completely controlled by the words you use and the pictures or emotions that you connect with those words. So if the words you use have got a good connection, a positive connection, the mind is going to say, go for it, do it, enjoy it, love it, knock yourself out. If we are connecting a negative picture or a negative emotion, the mind is going to stop us from doing it. I think I think we all have some experience with that, ladies. Um, I cannot believe this is the fastest hour of my life. We have maybe two minutes left as we close out. Um, I know Sarah and Stacy, you guys are able to join us for the next hour. Uh, uh, Tracy's calling in from Ireland. Ireland, Ireland. yeah. Ireland. It's eleven o'clock. <laughs> so nice. we're going to let you go to bed. Um, and I know you had a long day in the um, hospital with your your family. So know that you you and your family are in our prayers. Thank, Thank you, you so much for joining us. I'm going to give you the last uh, couple of minutes. Uh, Stacy and um, Sarah, stay with us as we move into the next hour. Dr. Tart's going to join us as well. Miss Miss St- Tracy, any final words as you as you uh, you know clarify the the four rules of the mind? What what's next if people are going to apply those things for change? So the next thing to that to realizing those is to start identifying the limiting language that has been crowding into your mind over time. Just start thinking under those rules, what is the stuff that my mind has heard me saying? And you're gonna find that everything that you have heard yourself saying, if it's, I'm so stupid, I never remember a face, I never remember a name, I never get it right, I'm a mess up, I always get it wrong. Whatever it is you're saying, if if you're saying it, your mind is hearing it and your mind is saying, yes, that is you. So identify the limiting language and create new language. But the joy of that is then the three steps that really make it all happen. So the first step of three steps is my words are my programming. So when I change my words for better words, if I stop saying I'm so stupid and start saying, you know what, I'm a pretty great person. I do fairly well. I'm very proud of myself. I'm a great example to, to my colleagues, to my friends, to my family. If you change your words and if you do it consistently, my words are my programming. That's step one. That leads to step two. Step two is those words in step one form habits of belief and habits of action in step two. So when I'm consistently using the words, 
I get different habits of belief and habits of action. What I believe and what I do changes in accordance with those words. That leads, that change in habits of belief and action leads to step three, which is my feelings. And you're going to find that whatever the words are that you are using, whether they are limiting beliefs or whether they are powerful, amazing beliefs, the words that I'm using will absolutely be tied up with the things I believe and do and with the feelings that I experience. And those feelings in step three lead to great words again. So either I'm pumping in negative words that lead to negative beliefs and feelings or beliefs and actions and then negative feelings, or I'm pumping in powerful, positive words leading to powerful, positive beliefs and actions and the same feelings. Mm. This wow. process works every time. I am a living testimony. One weekend, I already feel changed, transformed. We will bring you back, of course. We we love you. We adore you. Thank Ladies, you. thank you so much. This is- It's been a pleasure. You're so wonderful, Tracy Stone. So we are all authors of Ignite Happiness. This book is launching on August 28th, and we will continue this hour. Stay with us. and We're going to continue this conversation, and Tracy Stone, Goodbye in Ireland. Mwah. Goodbye, Thank you ladies. For that. Thank you. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Bye.